Welcome back into the show. J.J. Jackson alongside Ryan LaVoy and Brooks Childress. And we are so honored to be able to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on our next guest, a friend of the program from the Washington Post. Chelsea Janes is with us. She covers Major League Baseball. We're entering the final stretch of the regular season, and Chelsea's with us now. Chelsea, thanks for the time as always. How are things going for you? Great. Yeah, excited to see where all this goes in September. We've got here. It's the final month of the year, uh, about 30 games or so left to go. Typically at this point of the season, and, and knowing how many years you've been covering Major League Baseball, how is morale from time to time for, for so many of these clubs? Are a lot of them just ready to get to the finish line, whether that be starting the postseason or, hey, let's just restart next season? Uh, is, it, is it tough to keep up morale at this point of the season for a lot of these clubs? I think definitely. So I remember one thing that, that Max Scherzer used to say during his national days was that August was the the month of hate and September was the month of wait. And I think, you know, by August, everyone's sick of each other. And then September, you can see the finish line and you kind of know either the playoffs or, or vacation is coming. And I think that's pretty much where everyone is just kind of turning that corner into, okay, we're almost there. What division race is most interesting to you as we get into this last stretch of the year? Mets have had a lot of hype around them. The Braves are obviously defending champions have been right there, but sort of somehow under the radar. And I think that could get really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I also think that the Centrals are, are interesting. It looks like the Cardinals are going to be fine in, in the National League. The American League Central is sort of just a, a weird group of teams trying not to be second, you know, in that division. Like None of them seem particularly dominant, but, but those are the teams that might benefit from the wild card series and the new playoff format um, from the from the winning teams having to wait an extra few days in this new playoff format. So I'm kind of interested to see who comes out of those those weaker divisions because I think they could become you know real big spoilers in a, in a couple weeks. Let's stick with the National League Eastern Division. As you know, Atlanta right in our backyard, uh, the closest team here to us on the Plains. And so the Braves, a team that we follow so closely. Uh, what do you think it's going to take for Atlanta to overcome the deficit right now uh, that the New York Mets have in the league lead there uh, as the Braves have won four straight division titles, trying to make it five in a row? What's it going to take for Atlanta to get that fifth title? I think that they might need the Mets to, to stumble a little bit ahead of them. And frankly, I think that is a very real possibility. I mean, the Mets have been really good all year. They've sort of avoided major problems. So we sort of all know how fragile Jacob deGrom is. We we know they've, they've got some veterans on that team. They're not sort of immune to injury. And, um, and you know, like they're playing in a division that has a lot of people that would like to beat them up down the stretch. So I think, you know, it, it, I think the Braves have kind of done a lot. They might get hot and, and take over, but... You know, I think it's sort of just as likely that, that you see the Mets um, slide a little bit, if only because they this particular group has not been in this position before. Atlanta has over and over, and they know how to sort of peak at the right time. So I think that dynamic, you know, bodes well for people hoping for Atlanta to kind of make a run here. You mentioned the Cardinals just a moment ago is starting to pull away there in the NL Central, and, of course, that's a, a team the Braves just saw. Uh, this past weekend. And I want to ask you about the Cardinals, not just the pull holes angle, but Paul Goldschmidt trying to get a triple crown. It seems to me, Chelsea, because we, we know that the Braves were not the best team in baseball last year, but they played like it at the very end in the last couple months. And I wonder, uh, we also saw that the Nationals a few, year, few years ago, and I wonder if we're maybe starting to see 
Some of that take place with St. Louis because this Albert Pujols thing has gotten them so fired up. They have such great hitting, and all of a sudden the Cardinals this last month or so have really turned it on, and I just wonder what you think of, of, of the Cardinals and, and how hot they're getting right now. been you know on my radar all year as, as a group to sort of watch once he got to this point it's only because like you mentioned the pool holds thing there's a lot of sentimentality around Gallier Molina around Adam Wainwright and you know just kind of their whole vibe but they've also got a lot of really good young talent that has a couple of major league years under its belt Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson guys who have struggled at times this year but who've been there before now and I think you know, they're a group that I think could really, you know, do some damage in October. They've got the veterans. They've got sort of, you know, the, the history they're trying to make. It's it's a really compelling team, and, and they've been playing like it. Is there any chance, Chelsea, now going to the pull hole single? He's at 694, I believe, now after last night. Say he finishes on 698 or 699. Any chance we see him come back next year? Well, I think hard to look at 699 for your whole life but he seems pretty determined that, that this is going to be it we'll see i like i don't believe that until i until i see it if he's that close it just feels like a number that's super hard to pass up but again i mean it's not like he needs it for the hall of fame you know he's set in so many ways in terms of his legacy so you know maybe he won't care but i know for me and, and for a lot of you know people that are that good at at any sport uh Looking at a number that's that close is, is I think, torturous for, for that kind of competitor. So I'd be interested to see how he handles that. Looking over at the AL side, Chelsea, you want to look at that AL Central race. you got the Guardians in first. got the Twins a game and a half back, and the White Sox are only five games back. How do you see that race shaping up as we go down the stretch here? I think the White Sox are going to figure it out. They're, I think they were built to be better than they've been the last few years, and they just don't they just somehow do not figure it out you know i like what the twins have done they've got a lot there and i think the guardians are just better than anyone ever thinks they are they just are continually better than people think and that might not mean they're great it might not mean they are able to hold on to the division but they are better than people think and i think you know that they and the twins um are kind of exactly what you're talking about those teams that get hot at the end you know like one of those teams makes a run suddenly sees self a division title get in the playoffs like they're going to have all the momentum in the world and, and sort of none of the expectations that weigh down everybody else. When you look at the uh, – staying on the AL side, when you look at the postseason coming up, is this the Houston Astros pennant to lose? I think it is now. You know, the Yankees had that big stumble. I think they're fine. I think they'll be okay. But they've got a lot of guys that they're kind of waiting to have come back. And the Astros just lost Verlander, so I don't know how long that'll take and how that'll affect them. But – Man, they're they're really good. I mean, they've been there year after year. There's sort of no doubt in what you're getting with those guys, and they're pitching better than ever. I mean, that that rotation is, uh, is just quietly having an absolute monster year. So, you know, I think I think they're really really good, and we know that they can handle October, and that is not a given. Um, and you know, I think I think they're going to be around, and uh, they're going to have another shot at one if if they stay healthy. And I wonder, Chelsea, why the Yankees have fallen off so much. Because we saw the first 60 or 70 games of the season, they were gangbusters. They were we're starting to imagine, could they break a wins record uh, that's long been held from, I believe, Seattle. And they are just they just look so good for a while, Aaron Judge playing out of his mind. And to be fair, Aaron Judge has continued to play really well all season long. He hit his 50th last night. So why have the Yankees gone fo- so far south? It's not injuries. You know, people like to kind of 
shoo away injuries because everyone has them. But I think, like, on some level, they, they are just the worst team without a lot of the guys they were missing. Most of their bullpen has been hurt for a long stretch. I think they get their closer back this week. But, um, yeah, they got hurt. Giancarlo Stanton got hurt, and that makes a big difference to everyone else because, you know, if, if you have Giancarlo Stanton behind Aaron Judge, then you, you, know, you have to think twice about walking Aaron Judge. And, and no matter who you have behind him, it's, it's not quite the same power threat. So, I think they're kind of getting everyone back into the swing of things, and uh, a lot of those injured guys are slowly trickling back, and I think they built enough of a lead that they'll be fine. But uh, you certainly don't look at them like you do the Astros and say, this is a sure thing. You know, we know what we're getting. You have no idea what these Yankees are going to be in October. Maybe great, but, uh, you know, if it's anything like we saw the last two weeks, then, you know, they're they're not going to last. And Chelsea, we've, we've talked about what's happening in Major League Baseball as we come down the stretch here heading into September. I want to go down to the minor leagues because there's a lot going on down there off the field. I want you to talk about and, and give us a little insight of what's going on with the players' union trying to get the uh, the minor leagues unionized. Yeah, so, you know, I think five years ago or so, it would be kind of unfathomable that we'd be talking about the minor leagues unionizing. It was sort of a, a pipe dream, something that felt really hard to do because – you know, the owners control the minor leagues. The owners control what they pay minor league baseball players, and they would like those numbers to stay low. Um, they're going to be very anti-union, and it just never seems like something that could happen because a minor league player would, would say, I want to unionize, and, you know, then their career is cut short by the owners who would rather they not do that. So, you know, there was a fear of retaliation that has sort of evaporated in the last few years as people have shamed the major leagues into you know, paying players more and giving them housing and just kind of improving the minor league life. And I think it, you know, the momentum got to a point that everyone involved in the groups that had spoken on behalf of minor league players said, you know, rather than waiting until we get a few guys who are interested, let's just see if we're ready now. Let's, you know, let's just do it. So they're polling the minor leaguers right now. If 30% of the players, which I think is about five, uh, I'm not going to try to do the math. Maybe. 5,400, um, if they if they, they want the Baseball Players Association to represent them, then they'll have a union, and that will change everything because then they can collectively bargain for their salaries, for their working conditions, for all these things that the owners have controlled for years and, and been able to keep costs low. Those costs are going to jump if, if a union happens, and it'll be interesting to see what that does in the minor leagues and, and how owners handle it. Chelsea James is with us from the Washington Post. You can follow her on Twitter at Chelsea underscore Janes. If you will, before you leave, plug some of the recent stories that you've had there for the Washington Post and, and where can people find that work? Chelsea underscore Janes on Twitter. Um, and some of the stories we wrote about the minor league thing this week, if you uh, would like to understand it better than I explained it. Um, you know, I think we've, we've had some stuff recently on, on Fernando Tatis getting suspended, things like that. So, Anything you see there, I think, is uh, probably worth a read. I hope, anyway. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for the time and for the visit. As always, it's fun to catch up, Chelsea. Be well. Thanks for the time today.